0: It's famously known that the Bourne franchise forced the Bond franchise to change, to up its game in many senses, especially the the, the action sense. With the Johnny English set of films, I mean, how far has that had to happen? Because what you seek to parody and satire has gone through those changes.
1: That's a really good question. I mean, I think that with Johnny, uh, the evolution from the first Johnny movie to this one, you know, there's quite a passage of time. I mean, Rowan still looks, you know, extraordinary almost like he hasn't aged. But, you know, there there is a good good old gap between the first movie and the third in terms of production time. And I wanted this to feel like a movie that could only be made now, you know, that has the kind of zip and pace and momentum of a really modern movie. And if you watch the first Johnny now, it's, it's really charming and it's fun. Funny, but it does feel a little bit of its time, um, so I wanted this to feel very contemporary. So I think this is faster than the other films, and uh, and and you know just just has a kind of real real headlong momentum, but. You know, equally, a lot of the jokes we're doing are quite classic jokes that go back to, you know, Charlie Chaplin, to Laurel and Hardy, you know, physical comedy. And there is a sort of way of shooting physical comedy that that works for it um, that hasn't changed much. And you can see that even if you watch like a Wes Anderson movie now, you know, there's still, there's still a lot that he's doing that Buster Keaton was doing. Um, so some of the things that were true of comedy a century ago are still true now when you when you're trying to make it work for the screen
0: Funny, isn't it, to think that the likes of the people that you you mentioned there, David, and also you know the physicality of say Harold Lloyd, just just endure. So I don't know if we can expect to see Rowan hanging off a clock, fifty stories up. I don't know if
1: that's... Well, you'll see him. You'll see him <laughs> climbing the side of a yacht in magnetic boots, um, for sure, and yeah. uh, in quite a few other scrapes, and mm. and also uh, exploring London with a virtual reality headset on. Um, <laughs> so. And yeah,
0: no, that's very modern. Clearly in the acting sense, Rowan is you know, undoubtedly the linchpin, but the cast also includes Emma Thompson, Ben Miller and Olga Kurilenko, who of course was part of Quantum of Solace. Did, did you have to get Olga? Was it uh, Olga kind of at all costs because she has Bond written all over it and therefore a natural association with the, the jolly English films?
1: Well, the character was written as Russian and she had to be super glamorous and... You know, that that just immediately sparked the thought of Olga. And I guess, you know, what I didn't know was whether she could be funny because I've not seen her do much comedy. She's been in a couple of comedies, but usually, I mean, she had a small role in Death of Stalin. Um, but in this, I think, I think it's a revelation, you know. I think Olga has a really good comic sensibility. She's super clever. I think she speaks about six languages and uh, she really had a good sense of how to pitch her performance alongside Roan. And, you know, from time to time, I steered her, you know, and uh, and helped her land, uh, land things. But, you know, she's just, uh, I think, you know, she should be doing more comedy. And in some ways, looking as, you know, kind of classically beautiful as she does has been a bit of an obstacle to getting to play in comedies.
0: If you could, I'm conscious of clearly being lots and lots of things that you can't say about the film at this stage, but if you could pull out and uh, one sequence maybe just describe it fairly amorphously for us from the film, that you're the most proud of from the director's point of view, something to go on, maybe director's a show reel, what would that be?
1: I think it would probably be the virtual reality sequence. So In the movie, Johnny is given permission by his bosses at MI7 to conduct an infiltration of somebody's house, and the somebody is a guy who may or may not be behind this cyber attack on Britain's security services. So they build a virtual model of the interior of this guy's house that Johnny's going to explore virtually. But what happens is... With the headset on, Johnny steps off the treadmill at MI7 and out of the building into London. And what then ensues is a sequence which basically he thinks one version of events is happening because it's what he sees in his headset, whereas actually what happens is he's running amok in London and beating people (laughs) up and, you know, crawling across a zebra crossing and, you know, all kinds of chaos, basically, that ends up... uh, causing destruction on the top of a double-decker bus. So it's a really kind of, I hope, great bit of physical comedy that's underpinned with a sort of joke I haven't seen before, so it feels fresh.
0: Sounds anarchic and superb at the same time. David Kerr, thanks ever so much for your time and all our very best with the film.
1: Thank you so much. Cheers.